Welcome to the Exploring Washington State podcast. Here's your host, Scott Cowan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Washington State. I am your guest host, Mackenzie. I have not been on for a while, but I am super excited to be sitting down with David from Rainier Watch today. He runs an Instagram account that is all about showing off the beauty of Mount Rainier, and he has an apparel company that he is doing himself as a one-man show, and I cannot wait to share this episode with you guys. I hope you enjoy it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for us. We really appreciate when you do that. Also, I just wanted to let everybody know that we have launched a brand new water bottle that we will be linking in our show comments today. And you will not want to miss checking it out. Thank you. All right, David, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, you're very welcome. Happy to be on. It's been a, yeah, I'm glad. a while. It's been a glad while and it's funny. Oh. <laughs> I was scrolling through earlier to give people some context about when we first started actually communicating on Instagram. And it was all the way back in November of 2018 and we were both just saying how funny it is that to be on camera and see this person for the first time. And here we are on camera for the and first time in a video call. <laughs> how the world has changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's jump right into it. So you are, your day job is a web designer. Developer. Yeah. But developer. Web okay. Design. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Going to be completely honest and tell you that I don't know the difference of the tr- two. Oh, that's fine. I just edit text files and somehow they turn into websites. Not quite sure how, but it, it happens. So. Okay. And so your hobby or not even a hobby, your passion project, what would you call it is Mount Rainier Watch? Yeah, I got a little hobby called running an e-commerce small business. Uh, that's way too much work by myself. <laughs> It's just a little hobby. It's just a little thing. It's, it's um, not. I I don't mean hobby in like a demeaning way. I mean as a as a side hustle, as a passion project. How do mm-hmm. you define it to people? Yeah, I, um, that's a great question. Still working on that. I call it just a small business. I have a small business called Rainier Watch. It's um, kind of just like a Mount Rainier fan club of sorts, and design and sell sweet apparel that gives back to the parks. Yeah, and it all started back in 2013 with your original tweet. Yeah, which are probably pretty cringy. Um, but it was 2013, and I was commuting from the Green Lake area in Seattle to downtown Seattle for a job. Uh, and I was on the bus, and those days when the mountain was out were just awestruck. Like, it was the coolest thing ever, um, of course, as everyone knows, when, it, when it's out, it never gets old. And... So I, being sort of a tech enthusiast kind of person, I was thinking there's got to be some way online for people to know if the mountain's out. It's so cool. How do I how do I find out if the mountain's out? Um, so I did some searching on the internet and didn't find a whole lot and then stumbled across Twitter. I don't even, I wasn't using Twitter at all, uh, but thought that the Twitter platform seemed to make sense. It's kind of like a notification kind of one-off system sort of mechanic type thing. Um, and so I started just tweeting from the bus when the mountain was out. Tweeting from the bus. I love that. And it started with a sunny day morphed into drizzle. Alas, these clouds are keeping Rainier cautiously hidden. <laughs> oh and that's and that sparked it. I love that. I think it's yeah. It's poetic. I, and after about eight years of doing that, writing half poetry, it was actually only a couple of years of writing like poetic type 
interesting tweets. Now it's just morphed into the mountains out exclamation point. <laughs> Never <it's> out. <laughs> Keeping it short and sweet. When did you, so when did you start your Instagram account then? Was that also um, in 2013 or was that a couple of years later? It was a while later. So I had started tweeting in 2013, was maybe tweeting for like a year or two and then kind of backed off for a while. I think there was a lull there for a couple of years and then probably 2017, 2018, I think is around when I started the Instagram account. Um, so it's only been around for three, four years or so right now. And that was actually full credit to my wife for that. She suggested uh, that because the mountain's pretty photogenic, as we know. And as so we know, yeah. <laughs> it made a lot of sense. And from there, kind of snowballed. It was a ton of work in the beginning. Uh, a lot of time and effort has gone into that platform, um, for better or worse. And now it's pretty wild to think that the Rainier Watch community is like 45,000 strong on, on Instagram. It's blown up recently too, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been pretty cool. Uh, I think the last year or so, it's it's been pretty wild. I, I should actually pull up a graph and kind of check out what the numbers have been because I don't pay a lot of attention to that, especially I think after I hit like 10,000, I was like, all right, I'm going to take a little break from this and not focus on it as much. And then 20 rolled around and then I think 30 rolled around. I think 30 was around the point when I was really trying to focus more on other things rather than growing the Instagram account. Um, and that mm -hmm. was... That was pretty fun. I wanted to focus on giving back to the community and um, did some giveaways and that sort of thing to help kind of promote and help um, give back to folks. And yeah, it's been a wild ride. So when you first started out on the on Instagram as a platform, were you taking the photos yourself or were you sharing um, just other pictures that people had been posting of the mountain? Yeah, it's always kind of been community driven. And so from the early days, it was uh, talking to folks that are out in the out in the world, it's definitely been powered by photographers. I'm very thankful for all the amazing photographers here in the Pacific Northwest. Excuse me, and I always uh, make sure to tag and give full credit to the photographers that I am able to source the images from, and so, and as well as make sure I have permission and authorization and stuff to use their images. And so that was that was how the Instagram started. Was it's kind of just a collection of Mount Rainier posts, um, and then I think. Within a year or so, I started getting more into the apparel side of things and figuring out all of the rabbit holes to go down there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, doing apparel is something that we've just started doing. And it really, I think we underestimated <laughs> what that what kind of challenge that is. Yep. Um, and I'm sure, yep. I mean, you know that better. You you have hats, you have t-shirts, you've got all kinds of stuff that people can buy and support your business with but mm -hmm. what was your what was your first design was it stickers was it a shirt what like... oh gosh the first ones <laughs> i also looking back on the website that i had back in those days too it was just horrendous uh, i'm surprised that anyone actually paid attention to me and when you watch <laughs> but the first few stickers were the original design for the for in your watch um and they were just basic stickers and basic uh magnets and stuff and people were into it and that kind of just fueled me to keep going and design more things. And I've come up with a lot of cool designs over the years. I've even started to hire designers here in the Pacific Northwest uh, for designs lately, just because um, I'm a little short on time with all the things <laughs> I'm trying to do. And so 
that's been awesome to kind of help help designers around here too and give back to the local economy, which is always something I'm really interested in. And we've got so many cool things in the pipeline coming up. I It's like, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm excited to see it because I think especially in Washington State, there are, I mean, just countless talented artists. There's something about the Pacific mm-hmm. Northwest that really – there mm-hmm. is a passion for art and for designing and creating something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. I've got a whole list of awesome designers I want to work with someday. If, if Renier Watch makes it big, like there's some folks <laughs> that are just making the coolest stuff, and it's yeah, it's pretty pretty incredible. Definitely. So, what does the Rainier Watch community mean for you personally? What is it? What about the mountain? made you feel so passionate that you wanted to start this community and now that you've got this community what does that what does that give you like on a personal level it's it's just like it's the coolest thing when they're nears out to home is out you you can see it on your commute and um i would always kind of just do like the kramer like whoa kind of thing uh when i would see it on the bus and it was it's just it's amazing so that the views that we have of Rainier um and just the sheer beauty of nature is is pretty incredible and it's something that having grown up in the midwest like it's not it's indescribable i try and describe it to friends that live in cornfield land and where the hills are 300 feet tall and you can't do it justice uh and the community has been amazing like the last couple markets i've done in the last this summer actually it's been so fun to talk to people that have been fans of Rainier Watch or are new to Rainier Watch and tell all sorts of stories about hiking near Mount Rainier or the first time they saw the mountain out and just how much fun it is. I've talked to, like, I remember talking to a couple last market last month where they got this really cool view of Rainier from their acreage, basically, that they've got out kind of in the country. And they wake up every morning and just stare at the mountain. And I got pretty jealous at that point. <laughs> I was just going to say, what more could you honestly ask for? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) So what originally brought you then to, to the Seattle area? If you're from the Midwest, if that's where you grew up, Mm -hmm. was it school or. Um, No, I, I had a bunch of friends actually in the Seattle area. And so that, that was kind of an attraction point. I am familiar with the area. My mom grew up in central Washington, actually. And so I've had a lot of relatives in the area as well. And we visited quite often when I was growing up. Um, so Washington's always been pretty familiar to me. I was technically born in Seattle, actually, fun fact, and moved after like a month or two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was born here. Okay. <laughs> I moved away for pretty much my whole growing up period of time. But uh, yeah, I came back and it was, it's been a blast. Then I think 20, I think it was around 2013, actually, when I came back and Soon thereafter, started jumping on that Twitter Twitter thing with Rainier Watch. Yeah. Well, especially like you said, if you grew up around cornfields and uh, hills that are 300 feet tall, seeing Rainier <laughs> every day really honestly is impressive and yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Have you mm-hmm. have you ever had a chance to hike on Rainier or like around Rainier? Is that yeah. Yeah, I've definitely been on the mountain. Uh, I've done a lot of hiking around there, some backpacking. Got really sick the last couple of times. I've been backpacking up there, which was fun. Um, <laughs> not fun. We have. Really. Dif- I was going to say we have different definitions of fun. I think. <laughs> oh, that that's a whole other podcast right there. <laughs> um, 
hiking disasters with david (laughs) yeah it's been a blast and i did some snow camping up on tahoma which was also really cool so Mm -hmm. definitely been around the mountain quite a bit um i haven't people always ask if i've summited uh that's a lot of work (laughs) i'm like fairly lazy and like pretty busy with everything else in life that's trained so i haven't summited but i like to say it's in my blood because my dad actually has your dad summited rainier yeah i think twice i I can never remember he was a big mountaineer climber kind of kind of dude still is really okay so you're more of like a fair weather hiker then I'm like a go hang in the hammock kind of guy, um, but okay. I do backpack and that's pretty intense and go camping and stuff. And so yeah. um, here and there I, I do that. I think I'm more of the ham- hang in a hammock type hiker. I'll go for a few hours yeah. when it's when it's warm, but it's not too hot. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> but there is kind of like I don't know the the idea of summiting Rainier. I feel like that is a cool thought, but I was looking. I was. When I was reading um, a book recently and they were talking about summiting a different mountain, I was like, I wonder, I don't know how I got to this. I wonder how many people summited Rainier. And so I went and pulled up like the whole statistics of people that get the opportunity to and the people that try and the people that fail. And it was like, I did not expect that at all. There was a Mm -hmm. huge gap of how many people set out to do it and then didn't reach their goal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, dang. yeah it's it's not it's not easy and i know there's definitely a lot of like guide groups and stuff that you can go through um yeah. that help to make it more easy than self-guiding because it's really dangerous like you don't want to go up there alone if you don't know what you're doing or go up there self-guided if you don't know what you're doing for sure. no i think i think it's definitely underestimated especially mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. live a little bit further away from it you can recognize it's a huge mountain but then i think once you're like up on it then you're like uh, then you realize how massive it is yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah it would be pretty incredible that view i've seen pictures and, and video and that sort of thing from up on the mountain from people that have summited and wow i can't even imagine like and especially at that point when you're low on oxygen and you got up at 2 a.m to summit and it's just a that's another beast <laughs> i think it's even more rewarding in a way honestly oh yeah to get up sure. at two in the morning to do anything at all Mm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's that's not the easiest (laughs) but so when people shop with you you donate a portion of all of your sales to i think it was like three different organizations if i'm not if i'm correct yeah it's um it kind of actually there's it depends on the product but across the board for all the products i do donate five percent of sales to protecting the national parks because that's really important to me and specifically um, the last couple of years, I've pretty much given that whole amount to Washington's National Parks Fund, which is an awesome nonprofit organization here in Washington State that really partners with our national parks in Washington State to protect them and support them in any way they can. They're they're awesome. They're a great organization, and I feel really lucky to have found them a couple of years ago and been able to like help support their mission and in, in keeping our national parks thriving. Definitely. And I think that there's also a lot of volunteer services available through those organizations. And I think we might be able to link those in the show comments. So if you're interested in volunteering, definitely check those out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's very important to leave no trace and to, to take care of the land that we are lucky enough to be on, to hike and adventure on. I, 
100% agree, especially about leave no trace and outdoor ethics and stuff. And I think that is something that is getting a lot of attention in certain spaces, but could always use more attention because, I mean, I operate an Instagram account that's focused on the outdoors in some ways. And so like, I see a lot of things that shouldn't happen out there. And I also see the downsides to um, just like Instagram and social media and how that has affected our outdoor spaces. And it's like, honestly, there's been, I've had ethical internal struggles and dilemmas over that. Like, Hey, am I perpetuating the problem here? Am I making things worse by operating this account? And am I contributing to the problem? And so I try and do as much as I can by donating to the national parks. I also am always try and do my best not to post images that would uh, portray anything that violates leave no trace outdoor ethics or is just not responsible um and i've definitely been guilty of posting images in the past where that where people were for example meadow stomping or whatnot and i was sure to take those down as soon as i knew or was aware of the situation and also i've got some good articles on the website about leave no trace and i want to actually focus a big part of the website on sort of that education piece and that information piece for that Okay. We can definitely link that in the, in the comments below also. So people can read more about that, but I do agree with you because our Instagram account is also about promoting the outdoors. And there have been times where I also have in the past made a mistake and shared something without realizing there was a rule being broken there or they had been trespassing or something. And I think Mm -hmm. at that point it is important to, to remove the photo um, Mm -hmm. and to just kind of always be aware of, where you're tagging like the locations mm-hmm, at because mm-hmm. there are so many instances where someone was in a sunflower field and then you share it with the exact location of quote unquote sunflower field and then you need a week and then you can see updated photos of the area and it's just been absolutely destroyed mm-hmm. and it, mm-hmm. it and part of you wants to share where it is so other people can enjoy it And then there's the Mm -hmm. downside of putting it on blast and risking that particular area being Mm -hmm. uh, disturbed. That's definitely tough. That's almost all of the images that I post nowadays. I use that location tag where it says tag responsibly, keep Washington beautiful. And I'm always, um, even before I found that tag, I never was posting specific locations in the national park for that, like that exact reason. And there was actually um there's a spot in the park that they've told me is closed and it's like pure social media gold if you post an image from there um, i know where you're talking about yeah Yeah. that that gold spot that gold mine of a spot is like you post that you can get like a gazillion things it's so cool the coolest view but but it's closed and the park closed it specifically for wilderness preservation and i've gotten into discussions and tried to be as educational and um, helpful to people about it as possible because um, posting images from there does not help the situation and the park does not does not appreciate that. <laughs> no, not even in the least. Um, but I would yeah. say that for other locations, it is easy for people that are curious to reach out to the original photographer and double mm-hmm. check with them and see, hey, where is this? Because most of the time they will share it um, mm-hmm. privately in a message. Mm-hmm. I've never experienced something that was like, no, I'm not going to not going to mm-hmm. share that. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. hard. The balance of it. <laughs> yep. Tricky, tricky problems. <laughs> tricky. So you got some questions on Instagram for this podcast because we shared that we were doing this. Um, 
So someone asked you, has your love for nature always been a passion for you? Yeah. Yeah. I would say for sure. Uh, I was lucky enough to have parents that were into the outdoors. Like I mentioned, my dad had climbed Rainier and was very into backpacking and, and being outside in nature. And uh, we, growing up in Minnesota, we didn't exactly have mountains to go to, but we would always go to parks, state parks, uh, camping, car camping. Like we did that so often growing up. And so I have very fond memories of that. Very thankful for my parents for instilling in that in us from an early age. And then I also remember we'd go on road trips. Like we would kind of save our resources and time and go on these family road trips to national parks. And I remember going to driving over to Yellowstone, driving over to Glacier and um, not the quickest drives from Minnesota, but it was just, those were like just really fun times. And I think that love for the outdoors and nature just grew at that early age and is grown since and <laughs> now i'm well, nerdy no, enough to operate a outdoors <laughs> apparel company <laughs> an outdoor apparel company that just shows off your love for nature <laughs> i love yeah. that um someone else else wanted to know why is rainier so cute <laughs> <laughs> um, no pressure yeah. on this answer <laughs> perfect it is she he it is perfect in every way um Except would you say that life. Rainier is your favorite mountain? Like, if you had to choose a mountain in all of the world, would Rainier um, be your favorite? I there's any you other can't say like no. <laughs> on the record, of course. No, Rainier Tahoma is the greatest mountain of all time, bar none. Ask me Do what my favorite mountain is after we're done recording. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. I'll put that Mostly. in the show notes, too. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything about your company or yourself that you think would surprise our audience to know or to learn about? <laughs> People are always shocked. Uh, so when it's been funny talking to customers at the last couple of booths we've done this summer, which it's, it's great that, well, the Delta variant could be make this different, but it's great that COVID is kind of on its way out because that's been absolutely brutal for small businesses like Rainier Watch and been really tough. And so it's been fun to have markets come back up slowly, the in-person markets. And so we, I did two of them last month and the month before, I think it was. But those those are always super fun. And one thing <laughs> that people always ask, like, uh, oh, so who's who's doing this? Like, who, when I Instagram with people, like, who on your team does that? And, or who does this certain aspect of the business? Who wrote that note in my order? Uh, who packs my order? Um, and usually my brother who's helping me with these markets. It's been awesome to help me with the markets because they're way more than one person can do. It just points to me and goes, he does everything. <laughs> so that's, that's <laughs> the big shocker. Uh, there's no marketing department. It's me. There's no merchandise department. There's no wholesale department. There's no web development department. There's no social media department. There's no customer service department. Uh, pretty much like all of the things that would involve running a small business is is me. So I've learned a lot. <laughs> I was just going to say, there must have been learning curves all over the place doing all of that by yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially when I yeah. think about like social media, like you need a ton of time for that alone. Mm -hmm. And then you're designing mm -hmm. clothes, you're looking for suppliers for the items and your packaging. Mm -hmm. And you do write notes with your packages, which is a beautiful touch, might I add. Um, <laughs> that's a lot of work on top of your other job. Like, do you sleep? No, uh, I got up at 4.45 <laughs> this morning to work on the website that I'm launching soon. So basically, no. Uh, if I, if It's like that Bond villain from that one movie that came out a bunch of years ago. 
who didn't sleep. Like if I could do that, I probably wouldn't, but uh, I definitely need sleep and I try and try and get as much as I can, but we'll, we'll see what the future holds for rewatch because there's certain <laughs> things that I've like, I don't know how, how long it'll last with it. Like certain things that are like, all right, I need to, and it's something I've gotten better at peeking behind the business the last couple months is saying no to things and also delegating. And I am working with like a copywriter as well as a social media ad person um, and trying to hire out where I can. It doesn't, I don't have a very big budget and it's hard because a lot of these companies are like, Hey, how much do you spend on social ads every month? Is it five or 10,000? Uh, $200. Not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't You're afford that. Budget. Yeah. Facebook. Uh, so yeah, tell all your friends about Rooney Watch because there's no marketing that's better than free marketing <laughs> and personal referrals. Uh, it's true though. Dream alive. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think that answers. Well, what that was answers. The original question was like, what are people surprised by? <laughs> what are people yeah. surprised about? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, is this okay? So you woke up at four forty-five in the morning, which is why. I mean, I get it, but no. But is this website um, that you're working on, is this related to Rainier or is this something completely different? Well, <laughs> if it's is not it obvious a secret? already, I'm, <laughs> I'm a crazy person. And I decided to rebuild my e-commerce website by myself from scratch in my spare time. Um, so the last As couple one months, does. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when I started it, maybe like six months ago, probably, but. I've been getting up at 5 a.m. before my day job and working on it for like an hour or two. And then um, in that time, also doing other random Rainier Watch stuff. But so I've basically been rebuilding the site from scratch and it's going to be awesome. Like I'm super excited for it. It should be coming maybe by the time this pod is out. I don't know. I need to finish up a bunch of things and hammer down some bolts that are loose, but it's going to be way better than the other site. It's going to have a lot more potential to be amazing. And it'll make things easier on the back end for me, as well as there's going to be a lot of perks for customers. Like I'll be able to add uh, like reward systems and get so people can get points and be rewarded for their awesome support of Rainier Watch, as well as carbon neutral shipping um, and various other things to kind of, yeah, to kind of make it as good as possible for the world, as well as it's just going to be because I'm making it myself. I basically have control over everything. So it's going to be a little quirky, a little bit weird and a little bit. A uh, little bit of touches from the 80s because I like the throwback stuff. I was going to so say, I can... have that retro shirt from you and I loved it because it reminds, I, I mean, I wasn't born in the 80s, but I saw it and I was like, I love this so much because of this like yeah. quote unquote retro look to it. Oh yeah, I'm a big fan. I mean, it's pretty obvious if you look at the Rainier Watch shop because <laughs> there's a lot of throwback stuff Oh, in for it. sure. <laughs> Is but, that... Yeah. So it'll be, it should be done... Well, this podcast episode's probably going to be coming out next week, so no pressure. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I learned a while ago not to put specific dates on things. I was going to say, there's no pressure to give me a I made that mistake a half dozen times. (laughs) We're like, oh, this is going to come out this date. And then it's like a month later. Oh, crap. Um, Things come up. In weeks. It's going to be weeks, not months, not years, probably. Okay. That's, I'm excited. I'm to. excited to see what you do. Yeah, there'll be there's probably going to be a lot of bugs. So let me know if you find anything. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone out there is listening and finds bugs on his website, please send him an email. <laughs> yeah, please let me know. I, like honestly, 
it's way better to tell companies when something doesn't work like that because they have no idea. They're not using their website in the same way you are. And they're not also Definitely. because when you make something, you can't see the things that you have already seen a thousand times as you've made it. And so like definitely let companies know, like I email other startups and D2C e-commerce companies all the time when I find something that's wrong, because I know that they would absolutely appreciate just the heads up so they can know to fix it. So well, definitely, like you, you said, when you look at something a million times, we, yep. for example, we've been fixing our website up and we have these two ads on, on our homepage and sorry, dad, I'm putting you on blast for this right now. Uh -oh. Um, there was an ad up. I didn't catch it. My dad didn't catch it. Nobody caught it for like three months or something. And then my dad called me one day. I, for those listening who don't realize, I work with my dad on this project. He called me and he goes, Mackenzie, <laughs> go look at the homepage. And I was like, why? Uh -oh. And he's like, oh, yeah, our ad. And I was like, "You." but we've looked at it like a million times. And yeah. then you just don't, yeah. you kind of just don't recognize it anymore. Then it takes that other person mm -hmm. looking at your stuff going like, hey, by the way, just so you know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> For sure. Yep. I know uh, exactly how that goes. <laughs> all right. So before we wrap this up, I would like to let those who are listening that when you sign up for a Rainier Watches newsletter, you do receive 10% off on the first order, I believe, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Yep, yep. And you'll get announcements about your farmer's markets and new products. I'm, I'm terrible at emailing emailing stuff out because like it's just another thing for me to do and so honestly like you're not going to get a lot of spam emails it's going to be very it's very important things um they don't come that often maybe monthly-ish and so yeah it'll be information about local pop-ups that i'm doing kind of new products when they come out you'll know about that as well as like blog posts here and there that come out um i'm working on this new website and it's going to have a lot more content and interesting information for people that just want to find out stuff about rainier watch and so or Mount Rainier actually in general, like just general information that's helpful for people. Um, so yeah, sign up, join that newsletter. I love join that newsletter that. and it's don't worry about getting spammed. <laughs> yeah. Just, just the crucial updates for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's honestly all they need anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for being on today. Yeah. It was a blast. Thanks so much for having me. Join us next time for another episode of the Exploring Washington State podcast.